This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Joining me today, um, making his debut, uh, a lad I know very, very well, rumoured him for years and years. He's uh, definitely the longest in the shower. Now goalkeeping coach at Blackpool. The man himself, Mr Tony Warner, making his debut. And with him is uh, a lad I know very, very well. Never played with him for Ireland, no, or Liverpool. But known very well from living around here and, and doing the media is uh, Mr Jim Beglin. Um, we'll get stuck into the conversation in two minutes. Just a quick um, note to say that tickets are going fast for the end of season night out in Belfast, Dublin and here in Liverpool. Obviously, the Belfast Dublin gig is with myself, Steve McManaman, and Robbie Fowler, Pete McDowell is hosting the night. Um, you can get all details for this and the Liverpool uh, gig, which is on www.5times.co. Have a look on there, see if anything takes your fancy. And if it does, um, and you're in Belfast and Dublin, come along and say hello to the lads. Right, we'll get stuck into it. Uh, I think the big question that I've got to ask first is, um, <laughs> is it still on? Is it still winnable for Liverpool? Or do you think now... It's gone with two games to go. I, I think it's a big ask myself. Um, I just I can't really see um, City um, stumbling within the next two games. But you never know. Um, they've got a tough game on Saturday. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's it's you know it's probably Everton's incest. Um, <laughs> like, you know, looking across the park, you know, they, I think any result for them would be good results. Um, but I think for you know professional pride, it's our place to go. Um, you, you never know. You can't kind of give up. But it's going to be very, very difficult now. Do you think, Jim? I, I think, I think it's it's for, for the players in the dressing room. They've still got to believe it's on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, be, be, before um, Liverpool play their next game, a lot will have happened. But um, Everton have beaten um, the tops. They've got a very good record at home against the top sides. Yeah. Um, you know, very they, good record at home against City. Yeah, and, and against City. Well, they, I mean, they've beaten beaten the Arsenal. Um, Beat Manchester United, which is a big game with Moyes coming back. Drew at Liverpool, beat Chelsea. Um, so, so that that kind of augurs well. Um, Do you feel they've run out, a bit, run out of steam a little bit? Uh, yeah, a little bit. But I mean, you're obviously hoping there's going to be a reaction to what happened at Southampton. Yeah. I mean, I did the game against Man United, and they were very good. Yeah. United weren't weren't too clever. Um, and yeah, it seemed to catch up with a, a little bit at um, at St Mary's at the weekend. They were they were off the pace. They conceding the own goal in the first minute. Um, just seemed to kind of knock him out of sorts, and um, and they did look a little leggy. They did look a little tired, but um, but I mean they they still have European football to play for, and it's not, by no means they should get Europa League, but that's not even definite as yet. Yeah. So they have they have to find something, and I think the other thing when Man City played at, at Liverpool a couple of weeks back, all the stats we get sent, I was looking through it, and I think um, before that game, was City had won once on Merseyside in twenty visits. Right. So that's obviously one in twenty-one now. So must be all the travelling they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so hopefully that will will work in our favour again. You know they've always found it hard at Everton, but the thing is now because they've been given a second chance and maybe an opportunity they weren't expecting City, you'd expect them to be digging in more than mm. ever as well, trying mm. to trying to eke out that one. So I'm doing that game as well at the weekend, and I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be. I'll be having a few things crossed that Everton can do the biz. Yeah, funny enough, I bumped into Derek Manfield and Kevin Ratcliffe about two days ago when I asked them. I said, "Are Everton going to do us a favour?" And they just both smiled and, and shook their heads. So I don't think there's any. I think in their minds, I don't think they think Everton are going to do us a favour. But do you, you just said there, you don't think Man City, so we're going to slip up. Is that because they've done it before? Do you think they've the emphasis has now gone back to them because they were out of it last week, but now yeah. it's back in the family in their hands. So. Do you think the experience is going to take them through? Yeah, well, um, I think experience is the, is the right word. They've got experience mm. with winning the league. Um, you know, they, they know what it takes. They know what it takes to be in pressure games. Um, to you know, to, to see it over the line. Even even, even though the, the, it was the, like the, um, the last moments of the game when they actually won when they won the league. 
Um, you know, it's like to win the league. You know, they have the experience of doing that. So um, I think that's maybe something that you're seeing happen in, in the game um, against um, for Liverpool against Chelsea. There just seems to be that wobble. Yeah. Um, like late on in the game, you, you could see there was not that kind of um, short-footedness about them. You could, you could kind of see it in the faces, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's maybe because because you know the players just haven't been there before. Um, that's, that's a good know, point. An yeah. experience just counts for a lot in, in these situations. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I was lucky enough to come into a Liverpool side that was full of experienced guys who'd done it before, and I got carried along with that. Kind of, you know, it was a real help. But um, and I think it's key. I mean, that word experience, having been in the situation before. But for this Liverpool team, I know there's kind of one or two Colo Toure's won one with Arsenal, and yeah, and um, Glenn Johnson has won one with Chelsea. But um, for, for it to be new territory like that, you know. It, it's very hard, and and we've seen in recent games. I mean, even in the City game, going two 0 up, and then all the jitters set in. I mean, and it's something that as well. I, I experienced at Leeds a level down. You know, it got to us then. Whereas the Liverpool side I played wasn't really a factor back then. The Leeds side I played in, um, we had a decent decent lead. Um, we nearly blew it. Not so much us. We we felt pretty cool going out there. But the kind of anxiety and the desperation for the cr- from the crowd to see us succeed and get back in the top flight again as it was, and on this occasion to see Liverpool win the title again when nobody was expecting it, that gets to the players. And we've seen that in games. Everybody gets a bit jittery, gets a bit nervy. Mm. And to be honest, and I know Dr Steve Peters has been yeah, helping yeah, out as well, and, um, but they kept on handling each one. But we knew Chelsea at the weekend was going to be was going to be the one because of what they did in Madrid as well yeah. against Atletico we knew they were capable of doing that again and while you know gutted for, for the players and Stevie G what happened and um, I think you have to take your hat off to Chelsea because they, they didn't go out to kind of impress anyone mm-hmm. or, or be pretty they went out with a, a job to do a disciplined job and I thought they did it wonderfully well I mean you've, you've touched you've touched on it there I mean Liverpool have, have that has been nerves. They look at the Sunderland game and then the second half at Manchester City, a little bit of a wobble. Norwich wasn't a great performance. Um, obviously, there was a change in personnel, but obviously Jordan Henderson starting his ban. Um, but you touched on it there, the Chelsea game. Do you, for me, when I look at it, I just thought Liverpool only needed the draw, but they looked like the team that had to go out and win the game, as if they yeah. desperately needed the three points. And I just felt after the first... Do you know what it was? As soon as I seen Ivanovic go back and take that free kick... And Swarter put it down first minute, yeah. and you just—I thought, but he, he obviously can't be injured, Swarter, or he can't be with his kick, and, and he's gone back. He's obviously time wasting. Then Ashley Cole five minutes later dropping the ball and all that. I just felt if, if Brendan maybe had thrown Agar on, maybe gone three at the back and said, right, let's play them at their own game. You start rolling around, you start time wasting, and just play out the game and take the points. That's how I felt. Yeah, just kill it. Do you, do you feel he, he should have done that, or was it a, got his tactics wrong? No, because I mean we've seen it all in the past when when you need a result in the game, um, um, and you kind of get a bit confused in your setup. Mm. I think sometimes the players can get big signals, mm. you know. Um, I think Liverpool had to kind of be true to themselves. I, I, I to the think, way they played, to the season. way they played all season. Can I you mean, win, can you win a title, Jim, playing the way Liverpool have all season? We've seen Barcelona do it. But they were an exceptional side, an exceptional side with, with obviously when Messi was at his absolute peak. Mm. Apart from that, you do need a plan B. Every other team's had a plan B. And, but Liverpool this season have played the same way, same philosophy, the same way. Can you win the league doing that? Can you? Well, you know, they might might well do it, mm. obviously, based on, you know, we, need, we need another twist now mm. for it to happen, but um, they might well do it. I think you probably can. If you just continue outscoring, mm. but I, I think when you look back on the weekend, as good as Chelsea played, I think I don't think Suarez was on top form. I thought they played him very well. I thought they got people around him very quickly when the ball yeah. looked like arriving to him, and they pinched it off him several times. But I don't think he was on his game. Sturridge, of course, came on, was injured. Sterling didn't have as, as strong a game as he's been having recently, and they kind of nullified. Which is a considerable task, like to take on, because Liverpool have been yeah, yeah. awesome, but they nullified kind of the Liverpool threat. I, I think it's still doable. I think you can win the title playing like that. Um, 
you know, they're very, very close if it doesn't work out. And I think there's a lot to build on. But obviously, th- th- there does need to be another way. And not necessarily just a plan B or having a big man in the box to throw the ball into. But you just need more resilience, more experience. Players that can grind. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I think if you have enough of those characters, and I was lucky to play in a side that never kind of worried about that. And, you know, we could kill games too back in the day, and we did, because yeah. you could pa- pa- pass it back to yeah. the keeper, he could pick it up. Yeah. And we wasted an awful lot of time doing stuff like that as well. So it's all, it's all part That's of the game. That's the player's mentality being able to do that, yeah. isn't it? And maybe Liverpool were just caught a little naively on the day. But, but I think a combination of Chelsea just been very, very good and very disciplined. And Liverpool just been a little off the pace, you know, when the big one came round. Um, and, of course, the expectation, the pressure, the fervour, you know, the whole atmosphere you could, you could sense was that the, there was yeah, kind of yeah. a... There was, was a tension. There, there was a nervous yeah. energy. And, and that, ultimately, I think can take a toll on a team too. Do you think Mourinho's right to take all the criticism he's been taking since the game about the way he set up, the way he played, the, the tactics? Um, um, or was no. it not the tactics that were the problem? Was it the, the ungentlemanly attitude he had towards time wasting and diving? And... I, I mean, do, I, do I see it like it, it's, a, it's a results game? Mm. I, I, I'm not to be cliches. Um, people, I, I've heard people say if, um, if you know they'd rather lose playing well than the name, do win playing ugly and stuff. You know, it, it, I, I was I was remember one one one, um, one time just when I was playing youth youth games with, with Liverpool and, that, and and we we played the game against Man United and um, we kind of won the game but we were we, we kind of nearly lost it. I remember Steve Ayer coming and he just he just he just hammered us and he said, do you know the first thing that um, Ronnie Moran ever says when he phones me to see what the result is? He just says, what score was it? And then he said, and afterwards then. I'll, he'll ask me how you've played and he said I'll tell him you've played terrible but he's actually won the game now you know I'd rather have a season of that than, than uh, you know a, a season of um, kind of really playing play. and I know if you play well and, and, and you play to the way you design and, 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 and the, way, the way you set up and that and your um, your ideas if, if, you, if you believe in your ideas that's how you think you're going to win games I can understand that you're going to put that in, 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 into plan um, but it's, it, at this stage of the season, two, three games left, it's just about results. It needs more. It's, it's just about results. And, and, and Reno went out totally there. Totally agree with you there. He, he, he totally spoiled the game. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll Should the referee start booking players early on? Well, possibly. Possibly should have done. But, you know, they'll probably just get another player to, to get on the ball and, and, and to waste time. So, you know, it's not going to be a case of. Um, Chelsea are going to finish the game with eight players. It just wouldn't happen that way, you know. But he went out and he spoiled the game to get his results, and he got it. Now, who's, you know, at the end of the day, he walks out a winner, albeit like in a bit of an ugly way. But he got the points, and um, and it's a shame as well because, um, like like you said, it, it's definitely not over yet. But it, it's taking a bit of soft Liverpool. It's put it in in, in City's hands, um, and it's just a shame. Like it's gone this far um, to kind of have a bit of a wobble now. Um, and, and you know, like, like you said, um, um, Ivanovic going back to that free kick yeah. that early on, is that not a cue to say, well, do you know what? What do, what do we want out of this game? Yeah. This game today, we can't get beat. And for 90 minutes, if, if people are going to be walking out because of the games, it, it, it's not a spectacle. Fine. They're setting, setting up to win a game, isn't it? And they're setting up to not get beat. Yeah. And I felt Liverpool should have set up not to get beat. Agreed, at the yeah. weekend rather than go and win it did Brentley get sucked into Mourinho honestly I, I, I wouldn't agree with that because I've seen it so many yeah. times before whatever competition Champions League Europa League whatever um, and teams are saying we're going to do this we're going to do that second leg and they don't They go. Out. I mean I always remember the classic example of that again Chelsea-Liverpool when Chelsea had a 3-1 lead in the, in the Champions League at Anfield um, and then the second leg, they were saying, yeah, we know we're not going to play for a draw, we're not going to protect what we've got, we're going to go out and we're going to go at Liverpool. They didn't. They went out and did the opposite. Um, and it was the 4-4 game in the end, Stamford Bridge. Mm. Remember, Liverpool yeah, yeah. went 2-0 up that night, yeah. and it was just looking great. Chelsea didn't know what they were doing. Mm. It took them about half an hour before they figured out, yeah. hang on a minute, this is all going, going belly up. So um, I, I think you should stick to your principles. And I think, you know, I mean, everybody's looking to blame now it's kind of a blame culture we're in or, or reason away what happened sometimes you just come up against what we were talking at the weekend about the irresistible force against the immovable object well the immovable object really was immovable at the yeah. weekend mm-hmm. I honestly thought the detail they put into their their work and the way they got behind the ball Chelsea just made it 
unbelievably hard. There was nowhere to go in behind. Is that there what was you're nowhere saying? between the lines. Is that what you're so, saying? The inexperience then of of coming I up against that is, is Sterling, is it, Sturridge, is not Sturridge, is Coutinho. That's the inexperience of them players then. Um, maybe not necessarily inexperience in in, in that case, because. I think overall, with the pressure that's been building, I think Liverpool cope pretty well. Yeah. I just think on the day they just underperformed. Yeah. I don't think they hit their top level. Um, Chelsea made it very hard for them, but Liverpool needed to be at their very sharpest with with what we've got up front, yeah. and I don't think that was the case. And so I think ultimately that's what. See, I think when we, we when we talk about when you because t- we've we've come up against these these teams that come to Anfield and play like that. We, I mean, it was a lot when we were playing, wasn't it? I'm sure it was like when you would come and. When Anfield was a fortress, teams would come in and basically they would take a point. So it was, it was basically Liverpool having to break down the team that's put in front of them. Um, when I looked at the game the other day, I just thought there was an impatience there. Maybe that's the, the inexperience of Sturridge, uh, Sterling and Coutinho in the sense of you've got to draw players out, haven't you? And you've got to keep the ball. And, and I just felt sometimes them two were getting on the ball and feeling, oh, we need a goal. We've got to do something. And, and they tried to force that pass when really it, it should have kept going from side to side dragging people out just waiting for someone to switch off yeah. maybe that's the inexperience we were talking about maybe that's mm. the thing that they've got to learn and, and make something into the game because they're going to come up against that a lot more aren't they yeah. as well, Liverpool are more successful I mean I remember I think it was um, right at the end of the game um, Sterling got in behind the kind of right side of the Chelsea defence the cop end mm. and I can't remember that kind of situation having happened earlier in the match mm. I was just thinking and Chelsea just <clears throat> didn't allow that but you're right I mean I suppose partly down to inexperience partly down to the fact that a little loss of form when you needed it most mm. and that sharpness that bit of incision that you need to kind of to get through yeah. you know the, the yeah. two lines the ball, of Chelsea yeah, um, yeah it was it just wasn't there and I think as well but, I mean we're all analysing it now but I mean, it was a mistake at the end of the day. Yeah. The worst thing Liverpool could have yeah. done against that Chelsea team on Sunday was concede a goal. Yeah. And it wasn't a, a great goal. It was a goal that was gifted, wasn't yeah. it? Like, like Stephen, it may have played out to a nil-nil, might it, if, if that mistake hadn't happened. Yeah, could easily. Of all the players, of all the players to make that mistake, yeah. you gut, obviously, you gutted it was Stephen Gerrard. Devastating for him, nearly feel from, do you know what I mean? Because he's... Um, He's been like the, the, the cornerstone of Liverpool for the mm-hmm. past decade. Um, dragged him through season after season. Absolutely, you know, was a world-class yeah. player. Um, and, and for that to, to, to fall upon him is... is, is um, I felt sorry for him, yeah. Um, I actually thought... Cause I, I know Stephen's like, he's really, really quick, isn't he? Yeah. I thought when he got after him, I thought, he could actually catch, catch him. Catch him, yeah. I, He's got it within him to catch him, do you know what I mean? And you see him, he just flogged himself to get there, but, you know... It, the slip was the extra step that he was going to catch yeah, him. Yeah, slip was too short, but, um, yeah, um, yeah, you know, he's had a little through and through, and it's such a shame, really. I mean, you know him as well as anybody, having played with him, and is his character, will he be able to just shrug that off, and, or will it be something that he... Um, devastated it, well, about. I, I should imagine it will have, be devastated in that, but you know, it's uh, today's a new day. Um, is it up to him to, to show character now, being the of captain? Of course, it is, yeah, and, and he will. You know, he, he's shown unbelievable character before. Um, you know, no, no more so than the European Cup final. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a supreme player. Like he'd walk into any team in the world. I should imagine, um, character-wise, he's very, very strong. He's made a mistake. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure come Saturday he'll be thinking to himself like you said the players in the change room they can't think it's over he won't, he won't allow anybody to think that um, you know, he's like kind of the general in there so he'll be going out to, to win these two games um, and hoping that there's, a, there's another, like you said there's another twist in, in, in the tail before the end of the season and then that kind of character just gets you over the line yeah. It's funny isn't it, Jim? the way Liverpool play you would expect more of them mistakes when you the way that they play it across the back and stuff that's only the second mistake since Manchester United well, that they played across the back Well do you know I think they've gotten better at doing that because yeah. I remember earlier in the season and the Southampton game which we lost at Anfield was the one that stands out as well from early where Southampton decided to press Liverpool high that day really knowing yeah, that they like to yeah. do that full backs push on centre backs split and Stevie G or Lucas as it was then can just drop in and, and they just went man for man and went very high. Mm. And so Mignolet became like the 11th outfield player, if you like. And he was expected to kind of do his bit on the ball. And there were some really hairy moments back then. Since then, I think they've, they've developed it and it's been pretty solid. Um, but I think, yeah, every now and again, you will have a little issue with that. 
although no one was expecting what happened to Stevie G. Yeah. I mean, he knows the ball's coming in from Sacco. So if you actually watch it, he's kind of got his head up. Like and he's looking as if yeah, to say, well, yeah. where am I going to put this? He so he's like taking ball. pictures before, and he's taking his eye off the ball for just a second, let it run, and then when he realised, oh, I'm in trouble, Bar might be on it, that kind of attempt to recover caused another problem, didn't it, yeah. with a slip. And I thought Bar, when you looked the way he finished it, I thought he'd gone through the keepers. It did go through Mignolet's legs. But when you look back on it, he tried to actually just thread it outside his, his leg. And Mignolet moved his leg trying to read it and, and went past through. it and it's gone yeah. through his... Yeah. So I thought he got even a little bit lucky with the finish bar. But mm. listen. How, do you, how do you deal with that as a keeper? Set yeah. forward one-on-one. Yeah. And, and, and I think the difficult thing um, for the keeper there as well, and probably for, and probably for Bar as well, for everybody involved, um, he's got that much time to think about things. So I mean, he's running from base to the halfway line. He's running around, then you're thinking about how, how, how far they would go, like when they would go. You're probably just waiting for that. As, he, as he's taking the touch, the, the, the you know, Gerard bearing down behind him, so there's a little bit of pressure on him. You're waiting for that. As a keeper, are you, are you thinking I'm, I'm, I'm you want Gerard to make a tackle or get there? Or? Well, yeah, hopefully, yeah. If somebody can get there and kind of do your job for you, perfect. You know what I mean? You can put a challenge in yeah. on him so, it makes, so he's, he's got two things to think about. Yeah. Um, you're probably thinking, I'm trying to try and get to the, to the right point to meet him. Um, and then, um, and, and also as well, um, waiting for that one time he has a little bit of a bad touch where he's touching and touching and it just comes in maybe a yard or half a yard and, and then you can go, do you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes you don't even have to get right there to get the ball, you can just get to the point where you can't see the goal and that can be like, you know, maybe a couple of yards in front, in front of him. And are you aware, Tony, as well, like if you're coming out in a situation like that, are you thinking, I've got to avoid red card here? Like, yeah. If he tries to kind of yeah. go around me or if he tries to do a little trick here, yeah. that's... In your head oh, as yeah, well yeah, about yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah, you know you, you, you've got to be you've got to be quite um, you, you've got to be quite concise what you're doing when, when you're going out there. Um, What's the textbook stuff? Make the goal as small as you can. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You know, um, try and stay as big as you can for as long as you can. Um, try not to make his mind up for him. Yeah. You know, just so make him have to do something, have to, yeah. to, yeah. something yeah. to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because quite often you see kind of keywords, you know, they, they'll either come flying out, um, you know, they go down one side and that. Um, he, he's, done as, he's done as well as he could. They were like, like you said, he got slightly fortunate there, where he has yeah. had to stick it down the outside, and, and then his legs just moved out the way. How often have you seen it where he, he goes through, and then it just it's his, um, he'll, he'll, he'll shoot, he'll, he'll lift him on a foot and go off and throw in, or Jared will sweep it up or something. They go, you know, it was, you know, it was good save or whatever, but it hasn't on the back of the net. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's difficult. Like um, I think, that, like you, you would ideally rather have it maybe where you've got a split second decision to make and you're out on them. Yeah. Well, like a lot of times, you can see right. He's on his way, and you can literally just stand there for a second because you don't want to. You, you can't go back. You can't be going out too far because he'll just lift it over again. So you're literally standing there, waiting for the event. Yeah, to, yeah, just waiting yeah. for it to, waiting for him to kind of come develop. towards you. Then when he kind of comes into like a bit of a danger area, that's when you start progressing forward slightly, and then you know, it's, are, are we are we approaching the ball? Depends on how you go towards it as well. One on one wasn't really my thing, Tony. But I think if I went one on one with you, I think I might panic because you're just a little bit yeah, intimidating. By the way, <laughs> even sitting across from me now, I think, hang on a minute, the size of it. But I remember Cup semi final, White Hart Lane, '86. I got through one on one at the end, right. and it was Shilton in goal. And by the time yeah. I got in position, and he stood there, there was just nowhere to go. I couldn't yeah. even see the goal. Mm. He was huge. Mm. He just kind of made himself mm. big, and I ended up just blasting a hoping power might do yeah. it, and, and he beat it away. You know, you got to keep it low against Schilt. He goes down like the Duke Street Bridge, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> double slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, touching on Minley, Minley there, that be obviously the goalkeeper. Has it, how's he done for you this season? So I, I think he's coming for a bit of unfair criticism. Um, I, I think. In know, what I, sense? In, in um, I think I read something the other day. Somebody was talking about the amount of goals he's conceded compared to say Chelsea, which is which is a fair amount more. Um, but, you know, yeah. Liverpool have been doing quite well this season, scoring goals. You know, they kind of they basically they just score more than the other team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, that's shades it's, of our team, isn't it? Vulnerable at the back. Yeah. Yeah. And scoring and easy on the eye going forward. Pretty, very much like yeah, those. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, it's all down to a goalkeeper. If he was that bad, he'd be off the side. He'd be off the side. So you know, I think I, I don't think you know you can, you can apportion all the blame to Mingulay. Um, you know, it's probably um, other things he can approve on. Well, he's I, made a few rash dominating his box. Yeah, I think. I mean, like all goalkeepers, we always say a good shot stopper. But I, I think that the test of a, a true goalkeeper, Tony, you might tell me I'm wrong here, is about how he commands his box. You know, does yeah. he have that authority? Well, yeah, he has. He has kind of been. He, um, 
a little bit unsure yeah. on um, on like some like crossing and stuff, like, which he have seen, which he's been a little bit surprised about. Um, you know, he, he's a. Uh, Can you get bored? In the sense of like the team, get, you can always get bored. You know what I mean? Like the team what, man, has man, that man, much possession. Well, Manuel Neuer. I mean, I've done a few yeah. Bayern Munich games this year. He gets bored yeah. because they have that much of the possession. ball. They're spending that much in the final does. third. He, he he does, and he gets involved in situations yeah. at times. But he doesn't need to. Yeah. He comes like yeah. he comes thirty yards off his line what and he starts think? getting yeah. And you think, what are you playing? Yeah, yeah. Well, Jamie was the because, same. Yeah, and it's it's exactly because of that because he's. He's I never uh, said that really. Tommy told me to say that. I, I never really said that. Jim, I'll be listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be careful these keepers, Jim, I'll have you the massive. <laughs> no, I, I agree, you know, like Liverpool have been kind of going forward a lot this season, so, you know, it's not really so much a case of getting bored. It's just kind of um, maybe concentration. concentration. You've got to keep your focus. Um, I think that, that, that's, that's a sign of a keeper as well. When you have the game for such a long time, um, coming in and just doing that, doing that job that when, when it's asked of you. Um, Whenever it is, you know, you can be out the game for 20 minutes, you can have a couple of back passes, laid back out, and then, you know, there's like an onslaught. Um, How'd you coach that? <laughs> How'd you coach keeping a concentration for the goalkeeper and then out hoping he makes the right decisions when, he, when he's called upon? It must be so difficult, well, mustn't it? You can't coach you can't concentration. Coach it, yeah. mm. You can't. You, you, well, 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 I think you can, like, do psychology and stuff. Right, okay. Yeah, and like, you know, I, 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 I used a psychologist for, for quite a few years, um, and they to get into your head. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A bit messy at times. Um, but, um, Tears. No, it was really useful. Um, and it was, it was really helpful. And he actually would make you feel really strong going into games. How? How does he do it? Well, um, you would have, um, you, you would kind of plan out your week. Um, what you need to do, how you, how you thought you had to be prepared for that game on Saturday, starting like 5.45, sorry, um, 4.45, the, the Saturday before, um, there'd be a list of kind of, have you slept, how you, um, how you kicked, how you ate, stress levels, um, anything and everything really, to be honest, it's probably about 40 different um, um, things that you'd have to take off, and then what you'd have to do is you'd have to plan out your, all your weights, your kicking, crossing and you have to take off make sure you've done it so when you go into the game on the, on the Saturday you think to yourself I've, there's no stone unturned I've, I've done everything I can possibly do to be ready for this game and that in, and that in itself is empowering you think to yourself like I, I can be walking out in games and I know in those games I could have played three or four hours in those games and I wasn't getting I wasn't conceding a goal you just walk out feeling 10 foot tall do you know what I mean and, and it, it, it's, 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 it's a mind game it's like a bit of a, a tricky playing yourself but it, it, it's a confidence thing, yeah. and, um, and and when you have everything right, there's not more you can do. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm, I've, I've thrown everything at it, um, and, and, and things, the things like that, which which, which can help you. Yeah. I, I think I think overall, I think Minilo's Minile, excuse me, has had a pretty pretty good season. Mm. I think he's done pretty well, yeah. honestly. From the penalty save against Stoke on the opening day, you kind of forget, you forget all, all that, little things. Yeah. Sure. I mean, the, the, the save he made at the end when they really got the jitters at Norwich, mm-hmm. made a save from Van Wolfswinkel, the header, low down, and he, he yeah. grabbed it on the line, made a couple of good saves in the, in the City game mm-hmm. um, to help Liverpool get, get over the... You know, you can go back lots. I thought Any keepers, I, I, you, you, look at the, you always look at the other stuff, don't you? Yeah, you know, exactly. You forget. I think it's, it's, like, bad stuff. it's like a golfer. He might, he might shoot six under par, but he'd have three bogeys and he comes off the course that, yeah. thinking about that, you know. He gets, asked, his interview, he gets asked about that, doesn't he? Yeah. What the three bogeys exactly. rather than the eagle. Yeah, I mean. you, you can kind of focus a little on the negatives. I think he did get a bit nervy 
towards the end. But to be honest, I think most of the players would admit to to um, to feeling a bit of that. Um, and and I think for me now and again, I'd like to see him more domineering. I'd like to see him when yeah. he's coming off his line. He got into one at, at Norwich, made a mistake, and um, to to help them back into the game, give him a bit of life. Um, and I think the situations like that, he could be a bit stronger. But again, I think, you know, when you're at a club of that size and the levels are, are, are up there, and they, and they are again now, they're, they're quite high again, um, sometimes it's hard to kind of to live up to that. And we've seen quite a few, both goalkeepers and, and outfield players over the years, struggle a little bit with that. Yeah. I think overall he's coped with that. Step, yeah, it is. I think overall he's coped with that pretty well. Mm. But i just like to see him a little more... A little more dominant off his line because I think when it comes to shot stopping, I, I think he does well. Up there, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's coming coming with some criticism about his footwork and, and his distribution yeah. a little bit as well. Um, I think as well he's, he's following he's following probably one of the world's best um, with Rayner. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like a culture midfielder. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, I can remember seeing him. I was down the field and and someone like smashing into him. Rayner. Yeah. yeah. In, in Rayner. Yeah. Someone smashing into him like from the left back position. And it come bouncing, and he must have been about two yards off his line, and it was on his wrong foot. I let it go across him, and just smashed it with his laces out to uh, I think like the right full back or to the right winger, and it, it was as good a pass as you'd have seen yeah. in, in, the, in the midfield in any Premier League games. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and he just he just smashed it with, with ease, and you're thinking like, like they they know they they got total one hundred percent confidence in him. Any ball, he, he, they, I can stick a, a bad ball at him, and he will, he will take care of it and deal with it, soak it up. Um, and he's as good as anybody I've seen in goalkeeping wise, really, who can deal with that. Now, to follow that, you're always going to be in that shadow, I think. Yeah. And Mingulay's kind of has been in the shadow somewhat, you know what I mean? I think that's probably a little bit unfair yeah. because he has been following someone who's quite special in that department of his game. That's true. And sometimes I think it's been a bit unnecessary. I mentioned the Southampton game at home earlier in the season. Um, and I think Liverpool were kind of advertising the fact that they were going to keep playing it through Mignolet, mm. his feet, and just try to keep it alive. And it was, they were almost inviting trouble. Mm. I think sometimes it can be overdone, mm. and, and, and it doesn't help the goalkeeper in, in yeah. that regard. You know, sometimes just launch it. Yeah. You know, you Noise just kind of. Because it's all, it's all off. You, you mentioned Jason uh, Barcelona, and mm. it's off the Barcelona model. Mm. It's off Victor Valdez was required under Guardiola yeah. back in the day. To do all that, to be involved and to take risks with little passes. And by the way, again. he's not a great keeper at shot stopping and that, but could play. No, yeah, Valdez, yeah, yeah. which is part of what you're saying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, part yeah, of that jigsaw. That's yeah. what ten saves a season. That's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. You could have played in goal from. I know, could have. Because you can't pass. Maybe it's chance there, didn't I? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, well, obviously, it was a, it weren't a great night for Liverpool, and obviously, in particular, Lou Suarez, who didn't play well, but well, great afternoon. But then in the night time, he probably didn't feel like going, Jim. But he had to go down to London and accept his award. Rightly so. Play of the season. Yeah. He played the season. Yeah, for me. Yeah. I, I think but you worried he wasn't going to get it because of his character. And the... I, yeah, I was to a point. Yeah. But in the yeah. end, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I, as it was building and you were kind of wondering who's going to be in the kind of the six, uh, nom- who are going to be the six nominees and stuff like that. And you start to kind of think, well, is there somebody who... C- and then in the end, I thought, no, they've, they've, got it's, it's got to be Luis Suarez. And I, I think, you know, uh, th- there's a lot that's gone into it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's obviously, you know, his performance is 30-odd goals. It's just been sublime. I mean, he, he has been sensationally good. He has been fantastic. And I think you've got to look back to thank the club last summer by kind of sticking to their guns. Uh, and when he was looking to get away, mm-hmm. um, I thought the club, you know, d- deserve great credit for it. But I think him as well, and I think we've seen a mature version mm. of Luis Suarez. You know, when you look back at a year ago, biting Ivanovic and Anfield and all that business, the ban, missing the start of the season as well, and to do what he's done, to miss five games, has been, been incredible too. Five games without a goal as well, people forget that. Yeah. That's ten games. Yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, no, I, I just think that, you know, he, he's obviously sat back, had a good look at everything. The fact that he signed a new contract... And committed to the club without the guarantee mm. of Champions League football, I thought said a lot. I think he appreciated what was being done for him and the support he actually had around him and sticking by mm. him through some of his controversies. I think that was there. But I think he, as a person, I think has matured. And I think he saw the bigger picture. And, um, and, and I'm delighted he did sign to stay longer. And I'm delighted it went the way it did. And, mm. and hopefully now, all round, whatever transpires this season... 
Liverpool are in a much better position yeah. for what's ahead and in terms of attracting people during the summer. Sure. You were talking about psychology before, Tony, you used it. Obviously, he's been getting it as well. I think yeah. it was part of, the, part of the rules on his ban, wasn't it? He had to get psychology. We assume it's with Dr. Steve Peters. Um, that, do you think that's really, really helped him as well? Yeah, he seems to be able to deal with frustration a lot better, doesn't he? It does, yeah. You know, it seems like he, he sort of had, you know, obviously had quite a short fuse, yeah. um, and it, it's impo- it's been it's probably been important now to, for Liverpool to have him on the pitch for every minute of every game. Do you know what I mean? Or, or as, as often as possible because you know you can't afford to be losing a player of his stature. Yeah. It's ex- it's expensive business, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Talking you know, like five games, um, 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 Louis Suarez out the frame. You know, like for, for such an ex- exceptional player. Playing for the team, which is, I wouldn't say blow par, but you know, is up, is up playing with you know with, with, with the with, with the the big fish as well. You know, like your big hitters and all that. You can't afford to have Luis Suarez not on the pitch. Um, so it will have been very important for for him to um, get himself sorted um, on, a, on, a, on an even keel um, to, to make sure he can perform um, on, on the pitch. Yeah. Like you know, I, I think sometimes you say um, if you take the aggression out of players. Sometimes kind of they're not, they're not like after play they were, mm-hmm. um, but you know there's, there's a way to kind of um, control it and, and to channel it, um, and, and you know he, he is an aggressive player in the way that he actually plays on the pitch. You know he, he runs things down, he's direct. Um, you know he'll oh. run at anybody morning because he, he's got the ability, he's got the confidence to get through to get through plays, and he just worries defenders. You can see them they're backing off, the panicking. I've never seen. They're probably the closest I've ever seen to anything like was Peter Beardsley. Because Peter yeah. Beardsley, you do it in training where most most strikers will try and keep the ball as far away from the defender as possible, and then work their way whatever way they want to go. He turns into them. Yeah. He turns into them so they can't sort their feet out. Incredible at nutmegs. I mean, like the signer Anfield Louis Suarez could nutmeg a mermaid, <laughs> which is brilliant. Um, and he does the amount of nutmegs he gets and you know, the way he turns back in and pl- big defenders can't sort their feet out and the way he's kind of in about him I just think is, is brilliant it's something I've never seen before not to that level yeah. and I think that's his real strength with that kind of twisting and turning once he gets in the box yeah. and he's almost unstoppable obviously the rumours have started already that you know Madrid could be back in for him if there was a table uh, you obviously have to put him in Gareth Bale's bracket of, of transfer money now which is what's 70, 80? Yeah, he was up around 80, wasn't he? 80. If that was tabled, do Liverpool really need to turn that down? Is he a, the one player Liverpool just need to keep? As a, as a club, as a brand as well, he's all part of that, isn't he? Do yeah. they need to? I, I, think, yeah. they need to keep I think so. For the moment, you've yeah, got to keep Because yeah. who, who do you replace him with? I mean, like, because you know, it's a gamble, isn't it? it? Exactly, it's a gamble. And you, you know, you've got, the, you, you've got the square peg that fits in the square hole here already. You go out and spend. 60, 70 million or, 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 you know, on, on somebody else might like it. Yeah. Just, just, just might like this. Yeah. Listen, the, the SAS was the kind of crux of Liverpool season in many ways. Or SAS, AS, because Sterling started playing some wonderful stuff. For me, he's the most improved player. You could have SAS, AS, <laughs> With AC. A, yeah, or, or get Skirtle involved. Yeah. And, an, and an S for Yeah, it's true. <laughs> S-A-S-A-S-A-C-S No but they're going to be Sounds like a carpet (laughs) They're going to be the basis of of the team The foundation to the team again Because it's still going to be the Brendan Rodgers way next season I mean I know we're talking about More of a plan B Hopefully more experience But that will be the way they'll play again They'll just look to go at teams That's what he does Um, And and it will be the same again Might be harder next season But no you you need Luis Suarez uh, And and that's another thing I suppose And something we should address That 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 will be however the season turns out. As I say, it'll be it'll be hard, and that's the key. And over the years, Liverpool were always brilliant at forgetting a season, no matter how well you've done. If you mm. if you've won trophies, or whatever, it's gone. Mm. It's not there anymore. You've got to start afresh, and you've got to be as hungry and have the same yeah. appetite and go again. Ben Rodgers has got to get that yeah. out of his players again now. Too. The other thing, Jim. I mean, I spoke to Ronnie and all though, and. Um, sort of the lads of your generation when you were winning things, and I said, you know, what what happens to the season after they basically said what you said, but in the sense of transfers, it's only one or two players come in, wasn't it? You didn't make a lot of players come in, you know, disrupt the dressing room or whatever. Only a couple of players come in. Now everyone's saying, oh, he needs to come out and buy, he needs to strengthen. I think we do. I think the bench suggests that we we're under strength a little bit. But it, what's difficult is you can't just go out and buy anyone because you just touched on it and Liverpool have a philosophy you've got to buy players who fit into that philosophy and there's not that many out there is but, but would you trust the manager 
now. Would I? In, yeah. in, in terms of what he's bringing in, what he's playing. You've got to. He's earned the right. I, 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 he's would, the I would know. Yeah, I, I think he right. knows exactly what he wants. Yeah. I think he knows the type of character he needs to facilitate yeah. it now. I, I, I would. And he said back in the window in January that he needed one for each position. So he wanted a defender. Yeah. He wanted a midfielder. I think he wanted a wide man. Um, and and Konoplyanka, I think, yeah, the Ukrainian, is yeah. like, yeah. And he wanted a striker. So I, I think that will still stand. And may, maybe one other. Because yeah. remember, you've gone into a Champions League campaign as well mm. now. So you, you've got to have a much Any bigger names, squad. Any names, Any names take your fancy? Lalana. Yeah. Lalana and, and, and the papers are reporting about the fact that he's willing to knock Man United back in favour of Liverpool. Because Liverpool, to him now, is a bigger attraction. I don't know, does his family have... Connections with the city as well. I don't know whether I heard that. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But um, so if if that were the case, I think Lalana has been a sensation this season. I think he's every chance of going to the World Cup. Where's he fit in the team? That's the only thing. Yeah, when you start, I think Lalana now with with Liverpool, the current team, everyone at their best. Sterling, Coutinho, Suarez, Sterling. I think he starts on the bench. But but listen. So funny. But listen, that's the way right it is. There. But listen, if you want that kind of squad, you look at the Man City squad, you look at the Chelsea squad, mm. and see who's sitting on the bench. That's just the way it is. When you when you want to chase the bigger stuff, then you've got to have a bigger squad, and people have just got to accept it. But um, but yeah, I I I'd be. And right. that's a secret, isn't it? I'm managing keeping everyone happy. Alex Ferguson, yeah. yeah. you know, he did it, didn't he? And yeah. you know, Mourinho seems to yeah. have that. Yeah, and it's about players being kind of been um, realistic about the situation as well. I mean, some players can get a little impatient, get a little fed up and start making mischief, causing trouble. Yeah. I mean, you want to be bringing in characters that are aware of, you know, what the bigger picture is and, and are happy to be part of something like that. Yeah. Too. yeah. Um, Liverpool, Crystal Palace. Um, what, what, Crystal Palace had a great run, aren't they? What's, what did they got to do? Did he go, did he go there with the same... Same temperament, the same philosophy, same. I, th- I think I think they will. I think they will. I think. Um, Is this the biggest game of the season, Jim? Well, I'll tell you what. Here's one for you now, right? Manchester City went out at Crystal Palace on the back of Liverpool nil, Chelsea two. How did City feel about that? Now, listen. If 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 Everton can take points off Man City, you just can imagine now the mindset in the Liverpool dressing room. They're going to be absolutely buzzing is it because unfair, when it looked as if it was gone, it's it's all back on again. Is it unfair that they're playing different days? I think it's unavoidable. I think oh, you know it might seem so. Okay. I, I think it's like the same. Well, people were making the case of the weekend that if, I mean, Jose might say it was a weakened lineup at Liverpool, but I mean, didn't look weak in my eyes, and I think to most. Um, and, and considering what he came up, I think to be honest with you, the way any season evolves, we get this argument every season. The way any season evolves, you have to look after your own, your own team. You have to kind of keep your own house in order. I mean, and if that's to the detriment of another team, then so be it. I believe that. Whatever way your season turns out, you have to go with that. And and if it does affect another team, then it's unfortunate. I think it's just one of those things. Have you done Palace recently? I haven't. I haven't done Palace. But I mean, I've watched you know all the highlights and and. What's, I mean, what's he done? He's. Tony Pulis, then. Yeah, he's he's just created the intensity. He's got the players believing. I mean, it's it's not it's not magical. Science, yeah. It's nothing, yeah. Mm. It's it's and you know Tony Pulis, like, he's all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to give him everything. He's yeah. that type of manager. You can't shirk. You've got to give him a lot. But I think he's also benefited with the likes of the likes of Punch and, and Jerome, yeah. who found a bit of flair and a bit of form. These guys have just kind of hit yeah a great little patch, and so the usual kind of regimented. That kind of rigid system that he employs has also had a little bit of kind of flair added to it, and it's kind of taken them on another level again. And they are dangerous, Palace. Beatable? Yeah, they are. I mean, for Liverpool, of course they are. And um, and I just hope Liverpool do go into that Monday night fixture on the back of good news from from Goodison <laughs> on the on the Saturday before, you know. And if that's the case, then it'll be. It'll be kind of like Man City felt before they went out to play Palace, mm. just full of beans and yeah. let us get at them. Yeah, we're back in it. Mm. Just talking about Everton, uh, it is going to be difficult. They're missing Barry, aren't they? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of other players injured. Jagielka could be back though. Um, do you think there's a real possibility that Everton, Everton could take points? I mean, Goodison's been a bit of a force. Yeah. They lost two there this season, haven't they? Very good. So they've been very good. Do you think there's a, a real possibility? Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know. 
when, when you kind of look at the fact that everyone's saying, you know, it's, it's not over, you've got to have the belief and all that, it's an hard place to go to. Well, tell you, let me let me rephrase that question. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, Everton won't do us a favour," but mm. as professional footballers, that's not going to happen, is it? They're not going to go out and think, no. "Oh, we're not going to play today. We're going to get beat." That's what? not going to happen, is it? No, Just I'm, to I'm, put I'm, that I'm, record. I, I actually said that, yeah, at the top. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're probably going to do one favour. He's about Derek Mountfield yeah. and all that. But yeah, you know, when when, when uh, you know Jack Yelker's out there, um, Tim Alge and Goal, they don't want to get beat. You know what I mean? Like, they they got they, they've got things to play for. Do you know what I mean? Um, then to kind of like that, it, ju- it just doesn't happen, does it? Mm. People just don't like down for anybody these days. You, you just can't afford to. It, it's you know professional pride, you know. Um, no, so you know it, it's going to be it's going to be 100 effort from both teams. Obviously, it's going to be a strange atmosphere because obviously the fans won't. I, th- I think for the fans it will be. Yeah. Um, for, for the players, not. Um, for, for the you know for, for, for the fans, you know they, they make kinds of be split loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. Yeah. Maybe if City. Scored, like you, you said, Jim, it's not over. It's not over at all. I mean, and listen, it's been, I keep, keep saying it, it's been that kind of season from very early on when City and Chelsea were losing games on the road, and it's been really unpredictable. Mm. And some of the score lines in some of the big games this season have oh, been like, you couldn't call just them ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And it's been that kind of season. It's been really unpredictable. And I'm praying that there's, uh, there's, some more unpredictability, yeah. you know, ahead this yeah. weekend, and, well, and Liverpool are going to benefit from again another little turn. We're talking about unpredictable. Some people may have called it. We'll just finish off. We just finish off talking about general what's happening. Talk about unpredictable scorelines. What about last night? Did you see it coming, or did you? I actually seen a little bit of it coming, really, with Bayern not playing so well recently. Yeah, um, but Bayern, since they won the Bundesliga, it just seemed I've to kind of they, they've, they've yeah. got, gone. The intensity yeah. seems to have just dropped. Yeah. Um, and I think, considering the way they work as well, I think the same's happened with Borussia Dortmund. I know they've had their injury problems, mm. but clubs that kind of play to that level and that kind of style of football, it's hard. Mm. And I think at the end of the season it catches Iron, up a bit. Isn't it? Yeah. And the fact that they did win the Bundesliga, I think everything is just kind of relaxed a bit. Yeah, um, I, I always fancied kind of Madrid on the break, but I must admit I, I didn't see that coming from corners. I mean, to, to steal the two goals on mm. corners, it just it was over then, wasn't it? And, um, Bayern have imploded, really. Well, um, just talking about unpredictability and strange things happening in football, Guardiola is coming for a bit of pressure. In fact, Beckenbauer, probably three or four months ago, had a little pop at him saying this is not, before they won the Bundesliga, saying this is not how Bayern play. Mm. He was really unsure about the way the, the team was progressing um, from it, taking over from Holness. Do you know the question say. I'm going to ask? Go on, go on. <laughs> do, you think, do you think we could see him at Man United? Guardiola. No, not not this soon. No, no. Maybe maybe down the line. I'd be very surprised. They want Listen, you know, you know, people are giving Guardiola a bit of flack now. Yeah. He's won the Bundesliga in record time. Your yeah. your pank is broke the year all before. kind of records, hasn't it? Yeah. Broke all kind of records, and he's gone better again. Yeah. So how all of a sudden can you start coming? Well, he's out Champions and saying, League failure. Well, that's true. That that's a big thing for him as well, and and still no club is going to defend their Champions League crown either, which is which yeah. is amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it could happen. Last season, Dortmund and, and Bayern beat Real Madrid and um, Barcelona respectively, so everyone was hailing German football. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in a year now... Um, we could be seeing an all-Spanish final. Well, you could be seeing an all-Spanish an all It's just the way the game goes. Yeah. We were talking about this exact science. I think people kind of scrutinise it a bit, to, you know, examine it forensically at times. Yeah. It happens in football. It can happen. Real Madrid can do that to anybody in the world on the break. Yeah. They can. They're yeah, devastating yeah, yeah. on the break. Best counter-attacking team. One of the, the best. best you've ever seen yeah, ever. Yeah. You know, the power they've got and with Bale and, and Ronaldo on the break and Benzema. Benzema. It's frightening. Um, but as I say, Bayern just got done from two, two corners. Yeah. They just, you know, zonal marking, not, not picking runners yeah. up. And they just got caught. Do you like zonal marking as a goalkeeper? Is that because you can blame someone if the man's a man? You, you can go like <laughs> it was you, Jim. Your man, Jim. <laughs> I didn't think the blame was me. I, 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 um, no, I, I just, I just think it, it's something that needs to be. Um, so I think, I think if, it, if it's really um, practiced and drilled well, it can kind of work. But um, the, for you, it's for, for me. I, I just think it gives too much opportunities for people to have runs on you and stuff. Um, and, and like, and which you're seeing last night. Yeah, and, and plus as well for for, um, for kind of. A little bit of indecision, yeah. like is it mine? Is, is it not? And yeah. then kind of you know, people decide. People decide it's not theirs. And then people just have like clear headers yeah. and, and opportunities, you know. 
Um, I, I just feel like if, if you if you with your man, you've always got an opportunity to, to put them off, not off back, affect them. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's just me personally trying to shit. Um, what do you think of uh, Giggsy? Giggsy take going in at Man United. Is it too soon for him for, to get the job? It was probably too soon to get the job um, yeah. um, um, long term, yeah. But um, I should imagine you'll be there or thereabouts in the future. Yeah. Um, for, for, you know, the, the, obviously the season's kind of finished for them now, so it's probably just a, a good, um, a good better form. Yeah. Um, for, for, you know, just, just be having that who opportunity do you think, to. Who do you think could come in there? I'm so bad, aren't they? Yeah. Is it more he wants it than maybe the club want it? Because he wanted Tottenham a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, one of the big newspapers in Holland were reporting that, yeah, it's, you know, he's, um, he's spoken to them about it and he's agreed a contract. Whether that's true or not, we'll have to wait and see. But I was at Old Trafford on Saturday and um, I think the one thing he what brought was back like, was... Jim, it, was it, a, it, did it, it feel it, like there was a bit of fresh air in the air? What was it? What was it? Russ Abbott sang, I love a party with a happy atmosphere. That's, that's what it was like. Yeah. Sorry, it's not a big election, but you know. <laughs> no, but it was, there was a real, because I've done many games there this season, um, and some of their defeats to Liverpool, to Man City, to Newcastle, to Tottenham, and it's been, it's been a real kind of downer for Man United fans. It's been very hard for them. They've struggled at home. And he just brought, um, he, he brought happiness back to the whole place. Okay. He did. I mean, they weren't great in the first half. Yeah, they they yeah, kind of yeah. struggled. They laboured a bit. Got the goal before half time. Another quick one after, and then it opened up, and it did look like the Man United of old, one of Fergie's teams, playing with a bit of flair and, and fluency. Is um, it Fergie's team? Well, yeah. I mean, he went back to all the old guard as well, didn't yeah, he? And you know, Ferdinand and Vidic were installed, and, and he even left Matt out. He went back to the people he trusts. But um, if if he has a whopping finish, I mean, four 0 was a great start. If he has that kind of comfortable victory in the three games he's got to come and they might even consider throwing him in but I think ideally as you said Tony they're probably looking and been nurtured along under a bigger name aren't they yeah. for a couple of years before he could maybe then step yeah. into the role but I see him definitely as been a Man United manager at some stage football. down the line Yeah. last question I've got to ask you tonight's Champions League second leg is Chelsea going to do it or do you think they've let it go I've got enough Costa's fit isn't he he plays yeah. I, but you know what? It's going to be the opposite to what Chelsea were doing. Yeah, that's Chelsea why I, are going that's to. Why I asked the question. Chelsea yeah. are going to find out now yeah. how difficult it is to because. Atletico Madrid can set up like that as well. Yeah. They've been doing it. They're a grinding team. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm a bit twisted on this. I, I'm kind of thinking Atletico. Yeah, could pull it off, but I think ultimately I'll have to go. To, I think Chelsea are going to squeeze home. Because they're at home. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're going to squeeze through to another final. I think they'll find a way of of, of breaking them down. Let's go. I'm going to Atletico. Mm. I'm going to Atletico. Yeah. I think it'd be a better final as well. Yeah, well, old Spanish affair. It yeah. certainly would be. And, and Atletico, I mean, they've beaten Real in a, season, a, yeah, yeah, as well. in a derby as yeah. well this season. Yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah. Well, we we want a Champions League final where we, you know, yeah. that's that's up in the air a little bit, don't we? Not we don't want anything too predictable. Lads, thanks very much for your time. It's been really interesting um, and great to hear your, your views as well. Take care. Cheers. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.